it is good to be with you tonight. Uh, God has blessed us so much, and I have been here enough times over the years. Matter of fact, I think I have been here to every one of the meetings, the pause, the call to war, going back to 09. I think I've missed one since 09. And so some of your faces are very familiar. And I'm, I'm at that age now, I, and it's really weird. I can remember your phone number if I hear it uh, once or twice. I can remember your birthday if I hear that for your lifetime. But names. And... Uh, and I'm really bad about names, but uh, uh, it is good to be here and to be a part, even though it's a small part, of what <clears throat> God is doing. This is definitely a church with destiny. You uh, literally uh, impact the world. And um, even my wife now, we are going through a situation right now similar to what you went through back in '03. We had a storm come through. We lost our building, and so we are now homeless. And uh, we are renting from another church. We have the hours of noon until 9 p.m. on Sunday, so we have a 2 p.m. service. We come back and have a 6 p.m. service. So my wife is up church hopping on Facebook, and uh, this is one of the churches, and I told her Antioch North is another one that pops up, and so she... uh, church hops, and I'm ducking in and out, and so from time to time, I, I uh, join in with you and hear Brother uh, Wright preach, and uh, tonight it is good to be with you. And I am going to be mindful of time, uh, mindful of my brethren, because probably they by nature are a little more long-winded than I am, but I, when I was praying this afternoon, uh, I was intending on going in another direction, but um, this uh, just, just came to me, and the Lord has allowed me to share this a couple of times uh, in different places, and I want to go to the book of Romans eight twenty eight, and you know it well, and then for whoever, if, if we are doing the media, if you are, we'll go sometime down the road, we'll go to Matthew 9, but uh, the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for them, for good, to them that love, the, uh, love God, to, him, to them, I can't even read. I went to school in Foley, Alabama, folks. Uh, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I'm not a person that normally does titles. But uh, if I would do a title tonight, it would be Walking in Kingdom Purpose. I have seen God do a lot of uh, tremendous things, miracles, Just and I'll, I'll share a couple of them with you before I sit down. And um, there came a time that after I saw God do enough very, very powerful things that I began to pray, God, I'm going to walk in miracles every day. And I prayed that for a period of time, and then at some point it dawned on me, all I have to pray is to walk in kingdom purpose. And if I'm walking in kingdom purpose, everything that he wants accomplished will be accomplished. I've woke up so many mornings of my life and had absolutely no clue of what I was going to face that day and run into a situation 
that I never anticipated. And he had the answer right there. It was just a couple of, of months ago. It probably was September. I'm on, I've got so many stories like this. I'm just going to tell you one and move on. Uh, I was on, on the freeway, had a flat tire, tried to change it. The wrench wouldn't work. So here I am. It's getting dark. And cars are whizzing by at 70 miles an hour plus, and I am stuck. Now, <clears throat> what are you going to do in a situation like that? I have, I don't know who to call. I'm not a part of AAA or whatever. So things like this have happened so many times. I've seen God work so many miracles in this area. I just got out, walked around my car, said, okay, God, I need you to send me an angel right now. While I was praying, there was a guy that was, I was headed eastbound. He was headed westbound on the Ford. This is the story he told me on the phone with his brother and said, there's a guy that's broke down over here. I'm going to turn around and go help him. I was not there 10 minutes until this guy pulled up behind me, fixed my flat tire, and here I go. I'm just walking in kingdom purpose. I can tell you miracle after miracle after miracle like that that has happened both here and overseas when I was in a foreign nation that, where God just worked things out according to his will. I started seeing some uh, tremendous, tremendous miracles, creative miracles. I don't know if you can go a, a miracle that is greater than creative miracles, but... Uh, legs grow out. Matter of fact, there is a 48-second clip on the Facebook page of, uh, you can watch, literally watch, a leg grow out. I've had that happen several times. And uh, I was at one service, Brother um, Shelton was preaching, and why I was there, I don't know. It's, it was in our vicinity. But uh, at the end, the, the brother was familiar with some of the miracles that I had seen the Lord do, and he called this guy down, and he had a deformity in his right hand, and he said, I want you to pray for this to grow, and I'm thinking, God, how did I get into this? I didn't ask for this, but here we are, and in the next few minutes, I literally watch as a finger grows. Brother Shelton was standing six feet away. A finger grew out one inch. We're going to pray in just a moment, and God is going to do some miracles in here. It doesn't take a long time, doesn't take a long, a long sermon, but we're, but we're going to see God do some stuff. I was in the state of North Carolina during COVID. There was a guy, and again, boy, this is, I thought I would know this guy's name, but I forgot it. He was the drummer. He had been in a car accident. And uh, in order to play the drum, his shoulder was so shot, he had to put on some type of harness and buckle it around him and to keep his shoulder together. Before that service was over, in just a moment's time, God healed that. And he sent his pastor a 
text with a video about three days later of him doing 48 push-ups. Praise God. One of my uh, Bible college roommates, we didn't get along too well during college, and, and, and the only way we get along really well now is because we're not together a whole lot. But uh, we became fishing buddies, and we go down to Pensacola uh, for years, two, three times a year, and do some saltwater fishing down there. And so our wives met, and I uh, planned this trip. Now, this is just nobody but me probably would try this. My wife had no clue that I'd planned this trip. We woke up one morning, 8 or 9 o'clock. I said, uh, you need to pack your bags. We're going on a trip. We're going to take a flight. And my wife, her response was, okay. That's her temperament. Well, she didn't know that, uh, and, and she found out we got, uh, we got to the airport in Las Vegas, and here was my buddy and his wife, and she's saying, what are you doing here? And the other lady is saying, she's trying to play the game, say, what are you doing here? Well, the thing about my buddy James is he's slow. He walks slow. Everything he does is slow, and everybody is ahead of him, and he's 15 feet behind, and so... We were staying at Caesar's Palace. Now, if there's anybody here, Carnal, I've been there three times, never committed a sin yet, okay? And um, we're headed to eat at Denny's across the street, and the hotel part is in the back. The uh, casino part's in the front, so you have to walk through the casino part to get to the street. And James is following, you know, 15 feet behind, and and so everybody is at least subconsciously going a little bit slower and and thinking, James, would you hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. We get to an aisle, and and they have these huge aisles. If you've ever, some of you may have visited there. Um, and, And we're standing there, and his wife said to me, Joe, I want you to pray for James. And I'm looking, I'm saying, here? I mean, after all, this is a den of iniquity, right? I am closer to a row of slot machines than these guys on the corner. I could literally reach out, probably take one step and hit, touch a slot machine. This is, this is where we are. Well, what are you going to do? Okay, put my hand on his hip right here, I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. That's it. That's that's all you need. And he shot out ahead of us and is, come on, come on, come on. And I'm thinking, James, stop it. We've been waiting on you. Don't do that. We got across the street, got into Denny's, and sat down. And he said, I'm healed. What I didn't know until they explained it later, his, his doctor was trying to get him to have a hip replacement because it was bone on bone. A creative miracle. Praise God. Faith, 
Faith is going to manifest in a few moments. Just, just. Praise God. Let me read you a, a couple of scriptures from Matthew 9. I'm going to read these. I'm going to explain it. I'm going to speak a word of faith. And I believe God's going to do something here. Hallelujah. If he can do it in a casino, he can do it here. Matthew 9 and 1. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought him a man sick of the palsy lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? Now, I want us to look at this scripture number five. If, and revelation is going to come. For whether is it easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. Now, just humor me for a minute. I'm going to make a a crazy illustration. Let's all say, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, let's say, arise and walk. Now, again, just humor me. Was one easier to say than the other? Now, here is where the revelation is. And when, this, when, when I saw this, it just exploded my faith. If you haven't been down in water in, in the name of Jesus back in that uh, baptistry, you've at least seen somebody, most of you, if not all, everybody here. Did anybody watch someone get baptized and think? I think it got all of them but one. We got to dunk them again and get that last sin. No. We have perfect faith in obedience that the name of Jesus works when we baptize. I was 11 years old, but I'll never forget it till the day that I die. I came up. My many sins were gone. I felt so light and so free. Post-Pentecost, we don't say, Thy sins be forgiven thee. We say, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. But our faith is compartmentalized. We believe it works for baptism. But when we can understand That the same name that works in baptism works for your miracle. It's not harder to say, rise up and walk, than it is to say, thy sins be forgiven. Praise God. Just as easy as you can say your sins are forgiven or be baptized in Jesus' name. Some of you are, are, are grabbing on to this right now. Praise God. 
I've seen so much happen. It's just simple faith. Let's stand. I'm done. But I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak a word of faith. Some of you have knees, you have hips, you have joints, you have high blood pressure, you have all of that stuff. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Anybody feel faith in here? Oh, yeah. If you have knees, you have hips, you have something, in just a moment, when I speak a word of faith, I want you to get out in the aisle and test it. Give it a chance. In the name of Jesus, I loose miracles and healings into this room right now. In Jesus' name, be healed. Be restored. Limbs, hearts, joints, high blood pressure, sugar diabetes. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Move that joint. In Jesus' name. He's doing it right now. Healing is flowing through the body because it's the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God just did something for you. Raise your hand. Hallelujah. It's just the name of Jesus. It's just as easy to say be healed as it is to say, as it is to say be forgiven. It's just as easy.